Welcome back. Welcome to Elton Reads a Book a Week, the only podcast dedicated to building defensive forts made entirely of books, but, but you know, reading, reading them first. My name is Elton, and I read a book a week. The one I'm offering up this time is The Time Traveler's Wife, a quaint tale of drug deals gone bad, erectile dysfunction, mutant chimpanzees, and nihilistic interior decorators trying to just make their way in the world today. All of which, oddly enough, is set to the tune of John Cage's 4 minutes, 33 seconds, played on kazoos and a snare drum. And only a snare drum. Countdown for blast off. X minus 5, 4, 3, 2, X minus 1, fire. I took some time off for the holidays. I got another job to pay for Christmas. I didn't win the motherfucking lottery. But at least Amazon had a good earnings report for its shareholders at my expense. Yay! A lot of things have happened since that last episode. I've gotten fatter. Uh, mood swings are in high gear. There was an impeachment. Um, uh, Christmas and New Year's in there somewhere. I did some time traveling. I read a few books. That's me. How have you been? Good? I hope you've been good. Life's a big barrel of bullshit when things aren't going well. <sighs> but let's follow up afterwards, alright? I mean, you know, tell me some stuff. But for the time being, let's get this shit going. Like I said earlier, the book this time around is the 2003 time travel tear-jerk and mindfuck The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Neffenegger. And if you haven't guessed yet, it isn't about drug deals, erectile dysfunction, chimps, or interior designers, nihilists, just, you know, just sorting some shit out. It's about none of that. It is, however, set to the tune of John Cage's 4 minutes 33 seconds, which is an interesting piece, which John Cage described when describing its composition as being, quote, open with a single idea which I will attempt to make as seductive as the color and shape and fragrance. Fragrance? Fragrance. Oh, fucking moron. All right. The quote goes, uh, fuck. Open with a single idea, which it, was, it doesn't start with fuck. Wah! Okay. John Cage's quote uh, when talking about the composition was, uh, quote, open with a single idea, which I will attempt to make as seductive as the color and shape and fragrance, said right that time, of a flower. The ending will approach imperceptibility. End quote. And you know what? It's exactly that. Here is a virgin. Is virgin? Is it a, is it a virgin, Elton? You fucking. Here is a virgin of John Cage's 4 minutes, 33 seconds, as played by the London Symphony Orchestra. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, I was just fucking with you. Look at you just sitting there or something. That's hilarious. No, that, that wasn't John Cage's four minutes, 33 seconds as performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. Are you nuts? What was that? It sounded like a bunch of people sitting in chairs and shit and then doing nothing. What? I mean, Jesus, Elton. What the fuck? I know. I know. Bad joke. I got to get him in when I can, right? Yeah, no. No, sorry. That was a, that was a, a performance by uh, EBU, Euro Radio Orchestra's performance of John Cage's 4 minutes, 33 seconds. Obviously. The London Symphony Orchestra would have sounded a little more polished, don't you think? They're, uh, they're heavy-hitting professionals compared to some fucking Euro Radio Orchestra. You can't even compare the two. Sure, you can try, but you'd look like a fucking fool. Do you want to look like a fool comparing two separate orchestral bodies like that? Don't be so cavalier with your pompous, pious perspicaciousness. Fuck, that was a tough word. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, who do you think you are rendering judgment on orchestral bodies, let alone their renderings of John Cage's work? How dare you? I'm kidding. No one gives an actual fuck about any of that. The, the piece by John Cage is real, though. It's funny, and some say it's revolutionary and shit. I don't know how. It's four minutes and 33 seconds of highly trained musicians scratching their balls and fucking with bra straps and coughing sometimes. It's good stuff. Look it up. It's all over YouTube. Uh, I do want to apologize to the EBU, your radio orchestra. That's a real orchestra. Uh, if it sounded like I was insulting you, I'm sorry. It, it wasn't. I was just being a stupid ass. You're all vastly more talented than I. And uh, I was talking out of my ass that whole time. Uh, not about the apology. Just talking out of my ass about John Cage's. You get what I mean. I apologize to the EBU, your radio orchestra. That's good. Okay. All of that has nothing to do with the time traveler's wife, despite John Cage's huge disappointment, I'm sure. Not sure why I doubled down on fooling you, but hey. Uh, maybe you learned a little about John Cage's weird, silent song. No, the uh, the Time Traveler's Wife is in fact a classic boy-meets-girl story where the boy randomly hops through time while naked and the girl falls in love with heaps of clothes that he leaves behind while waiting for him to return. Uh, using alternating first-person perspectives, Niffenegger, um, whose name is just as fun to read as it is uh, quasi-racism triggering to say, by the way, uh, seriously, one slip of the tongue and you're the centerpiece of an amateur cell phone paparazzi getting your ass kicked the fuck out of Starbucks. But all I wanted to do was read Audrey Niffenegger's book while sipping an overly complex and pretentious coffee drink. Damn it, I'm not trying to start a race war, honest. Next thing you know, madness. Just sheer fucking madness. Apocalypse. Always an apocalypse. Anyway. She spins a tale of two people who fall in love over the course of a frustrating lifetime while almost always being out of sync. Why are they always out of sync? The time-traveling dummy! It's right there in the title. They're not in time with each other. <laughs> yeah. Did you... They're not... Get out... <laughs> they're not in time... I'll stop. The two main characters are Henry, an adventuresome time-traveling librarian with a genetic disorder that causes him to randomly jump around in time, and Claire, his future wife, current wife, past wife, that Henry's been bumping into at random points in her life since she was six. 
Often, he finds himself in the company of Claire, his wife, of course, throughout her lifetime, and and his, more or less, both before and after they are married. During the story, Henry is diagnosed with chronodisplacement disorder, a genetic abnormality abnormality that causes him to disappear in the present, leaving behind his clothes to appear at another point in time, buck-fucking-naked. Often, he's, quote, pulled, unquote, to moments of, of, again, quote, emotional gravity, unquote. That's That's a point of contention for me, but I'll get into that in a bit. His disappearances and experiences are spontaneous, unpredictable, alternately harrowing and amusing and sometimes just fucking sad emotionally sad not not a not you not a not not you sad sack of shit sad that's not the the overarching arcing arching overarching i'll go with our overarching the overarching story depicts the effects of henry's time traveling on both himself and claire and their marriage and love for each other They attempt to lead normal lives, trying to adjust their routines to his unpredictable jaunts into the past and future, while also trying to find a way to correct it. All the while, a looming threat that's beyond their control intensifies their resolve. It's a nail-biter, folks. Fuck, I just said that. I just said nail-biter. God damn it. All right. Uh, Okay, how about ass-clencher? How about ass-clencher? Is that more, is that apropos? It is now. <laughs> Fucking being a sci-fi nerdly type, I like this ass-clenching book. The characters are uh, well put together, not nearly as generic as they could have been. For real, they could have been pretty fucking. And the structure of the novel, as it moves between their alternating first-person accounts, was laid out really, really well. Apparently, Niffenegger structured the narrative to uh, largely follow Claire's timeline. This was uh, in response to comments from readers about her earlier drafts. I wonder what those look like, though. I mean, what is used in the book is obviously what worked best. I mean, it's really good. It'd be interesting to see how she thought it would work with a thematic structure, which is how she structured it in the beginning. It'd be, you know, the earlier drafts. I'm guessing, just... I'm guessing it probably could have been an exercise in organized fucking disaster. I mean, holy shit. Now, now, a lot of time travel books fall into a trap, which some of which I'll elaborate on later. Um, The particular trap this avoids is the story becoming chopped up and confusing and jumping between characters in a really crazy, irregular manner and just at different times. The structure is important, people. If you're writing or reading, it's always, it's always important structure the time traveler's wife could have easily turned into a shit show it didn't so you should definitely read it if you get a chance it shouldn't be much uh price wise i wouldn't think anyway it was published in 2003 so i mean it's, it's still being published you should check it out it's actually uh it's actually decent it's decent it's actually decent if you're not into time traveling sci-fi things too it's romantic Kicking your feely feels and uh, ball sack nuts. Still, still acceptable slang, right? Fuck, like feels. Fuck, I'm old. I'm old. I'm so, I'm so old. So there, so there. I told you how good it is. How you should definitely read it. So get it, read it. Hit me up on Twitter at uh, Elton Reads a lot to tell me 
about your life-shattering experience with it. You know, get into how you're going to form a cult around it. You know, only to, only you're going to do shit differently than the other time-traveling cults around. You're going to avoid the pitfalls of those other fucking guys. No chanting, just fucking. And other group activities. Oh, and, and try and manipulate genetics to travel in time while avoiding promoting anyone in the group as a possible messiah. Let me know how it goes. And uh, Elton reads a lot. I want you to know, after this point, I may toss out some things that are spoilers. If that will piss you off, I, I'm i sorry. If you, I mean, if you plan on reading it, maybe just from here, pause it or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. From here on out, I'm going to rip into this. going to rip it a new one. But, but not the story. Not all of it. I'm just getting, I'm just going to try and get into the mechanics or just the mechanics of time traveling and how that. Anyway, the story is great. Seriously, go read it. But still, you've been warned, okay? I'll uh, drop in a sound to signify a divider. An audio cue, if you will. How fucking sophisticated. Are you afraid to face tomorrow? Or whatever may lie beyond tomorrow? Tomorrow, 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 the Relationship of Extra Digitalism to Genius by Zubarin defines time travel as an outrageous series of events, always out of order, and always, always, always descending into motherfuckery. Motherfuckery of the highest order of fucked fuckeries. And it should be absolutely avoided at all motherfuckity costs. That's a quote. And all quotes are true. And all quotes from books, whether they actually exist or not, also true. So saith the internet. Now, I'm inclined to agree with that appraisal from that fake book, as I was accidentally forced to witness it firsthand. It's completely fucked. Oh, and the person that reviewed this podcast and said something about me cursing too much, well, I'm sorry. I'll try and do better. I'm a shitty person. Zubarin that totally, unquestionably real author was right. Time travel is a motherfucking nightmare, and in the realm of storytelling, an even bigger mother McFuckity nightmare. Sorry, review guy. Take, for instance, the core premise of Henry's time traveling. He jumps around in time and is drawn to points of, quote, emotional gravity, unquote, in his own life. In the book, these points mostly involve his childhood home, Moments with his mother, who is dead in the present. Spoiler. Sorry, I should have said spoiler first. It fucking doesn't matter. It's it's pretty obvious when you read. Okay, anyway. Moments with his mother, who's... He's a spoiler. Is dead in the present. Uh, the sight of a tragic car accident is another moment he's drawn to. And his wife, at many moments of her life growing up, among others. His wife, Claire, is the focal point of many of his unintended jaunts into the past and or future. They usually meet in a field behind her childhood home and meet there several times during the course of her being a child and as she grows up all the way into adulthood. He is at various times during these various meetings a, a young man or an older guy and at times in between those two points, but never in a linear young to old progression kind of way. Uh, he'll be 40-ish the next time he's in his early 20s, kind of like that, like jumping around. So what the fuck is emotional gravity? So what the fuck is emotional gravity? 
I, I mean, I understand the connotations. A, a person losing a loved one, for instance, would, would have more emotional gravity, so to speak, than, say, visiting a grocery store. Or that time you were nine and you, you made a time capsule out of a mason jar and you bury it in the backyard only to find out that it wasn't watertight and fucking rain soaked into the fucking ground, into the jar, and it ruined everything inside of it. Do you have any idea how much that Destro G.I. Joe action figure would be worth today? Worthless. It's, it's like $10. That one's probably worth less than $10, because the ones on that I looked up were really, really good. They were really nice, and they're only worth about 10 bucks. So that, I mean, so it'd be worth less because of all the water. What was I saying? Emotional gravity, or weight, the weight of a fucking hell. I get uh, the emotional weight. I get what it's supposed to entail. Who wouldn't put more emotional weight, say, on Nana biting the big one, you know, than me buying Fritos after breaking in a new bong, right? <laughs> right? I mean, some things just mean more. What does that have to do with the flow of time, though? Time doesn't give a shit about Destro, Nana, or the fucking Fritos. Well, nothing beyond them being, you know, other things moving along in the flow of time generally. Implying that time somehow understands that you've gone through some shit in a moment in your life, past, present, or future, would mean that time recognizes and respects whatever you, as a person, give emotional value to. Time would understand that your feelings about Nana are more weighty and valuable than Fritos. In essence, time, the thing moving everything from new to old and past to future and, and then to now has, has the ability to emphasize and can recognize and apply emotional value to moments occurring in itself. Anyone else understanding how terrifying that is, or is it just me? If time can judge the happy and the sad times and send Henry to his preferential places or its preferential places, then it can also choose to like or dislike Henry altogether as it's given emotional context to some things over others, it can feel one way or another about things. Is there anything stopping time from doing that? Do those things have meanings? Are they having one right now? It's a problem. The emotional gravity thing is a problem. The only way time would be able to figure out and assign what events are and are not important to a person would mean that time can make decisions. It's capable of thought, understanding, and judgment as it sends a traveler to some points over others. Time is deciding for you based on what it thinks are important moments for you. Is that what is happening to Henry in this book? Is time recognizing some moments having more significance over others? It's either that or Henry, a human being capable of both thought and emotion, is himself manipulating his traveling in time and tossing himself into these emotionally heavy moments. Which means he, a human being, is manipulating one of the fundamental elements of the universe and has no idea how he's doing it, or what problems he's causing. Good God. There's also the problem of him often arriving in spots before he's even able to understand the emotional gravity of them. Spoiler. I did it before. I did it first this time. Spoiler. When he first arrives in the open field, when he meets Claire as a child, he doesn't know why he's there. How would that event be given emotional gravity if he doesn't understand what's happening in the first place? Wouldn't the event, wouldn't the event be given this emotional gravity after reflecting on its importance? If so, how was he initially drawn to it at all? If I lost you there, let me give you a simul similar, similar, really fucking. If I lost you there, 
Let me give you a similar situation you might relate to. Say you've never eaten an egg or eggs. You've never had eggs for breakfast or in any other form. Just no eggs. It's a sad state of affairs in a life like that, but it's only an example. Don't dwell on it. One day, one afternoon, maybe your, your day off of work, you're, you're enjoying your life here in the present time. You're watching TV and you get up to who knows what. Then all of a sudden, zip, you time travel to a strip club in the 1980s during its morning shift. You're thinking, what in the actual fuck is all this? These strippers are old enough to be my mother. You know, depending on when your mother was born, when you were born, maybe maybe your sister, when she, your sister or your grandmother, maybe. It's, it's beside the point. And they, they all look sad enough to make you wish you were watching your actual mother strip instead. Yeah. Let that marinate for a second. <laughs> You're shocked by your surroundings, is what I'm saying. All that hairspray and neon paint and overly loud, terrible keyboard, heavy pop song music shit playing in the background and all over everything. The, them undulating and doing their stripper things from the 80s. Uh, all that shit teams up to gang bang your senses. You're in shock! And with a good dose of horror, when suddenly... Amid the scents of baby oil, sweat, and failure, you, you smell the most delicious eggs and breakfast foods wafting over from their amazing strip club breakfast bar. It's all you can eat! You cup a plate and discover it's the best breakfast you've ever had. And what, what, what are these fluffy piles of goodness? Why, why they're, the, the sign says, eggs! Eggs! Eggs are amazing, you say to yourself while taking in the surroundings of a thousand dying dreams. Eggs are my favorite fucking thing in the entire world. Sure, the surroundings are sketchy and the morning crew at a strip club. Probably not the best atmosphere to enjoy scrumptious eggs in. So many sagging titties. <laughs> Good God damn it. <laughs> if this isn't the best scrambled egg bacon combo you've ever had... As it so happens, this strip club on this day, at this time, happened to serve the best eggs in the entire universe. But you didn't know that. You were just minding your own business on your day off. Now, here you are. Are those hash browns? Are they severing up some, ha some, some, some home fries too? God damn it. Amazing. From this moment forward, eggs are the bestest motherfucking things you'll ever eat. Hands down. Now, did time send you there out of its good old nicety or, or because it knows you like breakfast foods or, or did you somehow manipulate time like, like some universe torquing time God and unknowingly make yourself go there? Shit like this makes my balls twitch. Somehow he himself is the one controlling where time sends him to subconsciously or, or time is either way. The shit ain't right. We all know the answer though. Obviously, time could give less than a shit about the state of a human's emotions, or any emotion for that matter, let alone the emotional gravity of anything. I'd lean towards Henry doing it to himself. But he goes through the book at the whim of his genetic thing tossing him around time whenever it feels like it. Often, when time is used in a story, this can just be written off. No pun intended. 
as an unspoken agreement with the reader to suspend disbelief. After all, it's a book about time travel, a thing which already doesn't exist. So why not just just believe in a little more things? Just why not just a little more, right? Still, still, I hate things having things like this. I, I, I hate having, I hate, I hate having things like that, that never seem to be addressed. They, they gnaw at me during the course of a story, especially if they can be addressed in the story. I'm already agreeing to suspend disbelief for, you know, just, it's the little details that show you care. Another example of this thing is the interaction with the physical universe Henry seems to have that is never addressed. How is Henry not ending up floating in the cold, dead vacuum of space 99.9% .9 of the time? Earth the planet Henry and the rest of the human race currently occupy moves through space and time. Earth's position in space at one point in time is not the same space it will occupy at another point in time. The planet itself is spinning while orbiting around the sun, which is in turn orbiting around the galactic center. This doesn't take into account the up and down movements or any other directional movements of the Earth and all the others, you know. So if you were to jump back in time even a minute, many, many, many calculations would have to be made to accurately guarantee you'd end up on Earth at that time. You know what I mean. The further back in time you go, the more calculations and the more accurate you'd have to be. Does, does this genetic thing make his cellular structure have the power to collectively figure out astrophysics? He's just an idiot human like the rest of us. Where's all that extra brain power and, and computing coming from? And then in turn, totally fuck over the body they're in. That's so that in my story, my cells are stupid. Real stupid. They're constantly craving sugar despite me having diabetes. Basically, killing themselves with a desire for the sweet tastiness of sugar. That was meta. Henry's cells are doing astrophysics while also not being able to stabilize him in a timeline? Pick a fucking lane, right? His cells are either fucking with him because they're self-destructive super geniuses, or he's just been incredibly lucky thousands of times over during the course of his lifetime. Or he should be floating in space, freezing, choking near a planet in another galaxy for most of the book. I know, I know, it's just a story, Elton. Pull the nerd stick out of your ass and insert the sweet, smooth dildo of science fiction storytelling and its suspension of disbelief vibrations. I get it. Though that dildo thing was a little much, what's with you? Regardless, I don't ask for much. A simple one-liner here or there during a conversation between characters would suffice. A little bit of science-y sounding explanation from a doctory, scientific type person would go a long way to clearing up a lot of it. Maybe a, I called a physics professor friend of mine and he said, it could be this. That, that wouldn't that wouldn't even be concrete, but I, it'd make a, it a little easier to fully commit to jumping off that suspension of disbelief diving board, you know? Then there's a few basic rules of time travel storytelling that get trampled on a bit. There's nothing worse than painstakingly setting up the rules for how your book slash movie or whatever's particular brand of time travel works than having your character do something diametrically opposed to it later. Like Henry being against abusing his time travel for personal gain. Yet, spoiler, I said spoiler first. Yet, spoiler, buying a winning lottery ticket to abate their money problems. Why wouldn't he do the same thing to figure out the biggest problem of the book? That I can't tell you what it is, but it's a big fucking deal. I mean, read the book. It's crazy. Ah, 
There's always going to be inherent problems in any time travel story. Little things like that, however, just irk me. One thing that they did get right is Henry's arriving in a bit of a panic when he jumps around in time. That's a real emotion you'd imagine having. One minute you're angrily tweeting a reply to a celebrity that thinks pineapple pizza is equivalent to re-crucifying Jesus. What the fuck? It's a great clash of sweet and salty, not nail-gunning a savior. There might be a lot of reasons to revisit the crucifixion, but leave pineapple and ham pizza out of it. It's goddamned heaven food, you son of a bitch. Hashtag pineapple pizza for Jesus. Hashtag blessed. Then, boom! All of a sudden, you're naked on the side of a highway outside of Memphis in 1935, clutching your balls because it's nippy out. I, I only say balls because I have them. You just grab whatever your equivalent to testicles are. You, you do that particular math. I don't. Can you think of a realistic version of that situation that doesn't end in wide-eyed screaming for fucking days? That's not even factoring in trying to figure out where you are, what kind of situation are you in right now, are you safe, is there someone else screaming at you, or is that just you, and, and you know, what your equivalent of balls might be. Fuck. Ima imagine popping in and you're in the middle of traffic. I, I wouldn't be able to shit fast enough. It would be a shocking experience overall, is what I'm saying. Though, to be fair, not everyone's reaction would be the same. I, I'd hate to... I'd hate to generalize, but I mean, to give an example, take what happened to me, for instance. Now, after running out the back door of that bar in the last episode, which if you haven't heard, you should go back and listen to it. It's, uh, it's uh, one of my grandpa used to say that wasn't racist. No, oh, oh, it was a hoot. That was it. That, that was it. Uh, regardless, I was instantly transported, teleport, temp, temp, temporary, temp, temporarily. I ended up in my living room at home. I was wet from the rain, shivering and confused, which goes without saying. I didn't scream immediately. I, I also didn't move for a good while as I wasn't sure exactly where I was or better still, when I was. Given that lack of information, I was pretty sure I'd destroyed the universe and all of time I'd, and make it worse if I bumbled around the house fucking things up. I stood a while, quietly, uh, didn't feel the effects of any time-destroying events, you know, cascading around me that I'd imagine, you know, might happen. But how the fuck would I know what that's like? i never time-traveled before. Eventually, after uh, deliberating on it for a bit, I figured, fuck it. I was still panicked and terrified, but I was hungry, and this is my house, damn it. Hunger it seems, will always trump the universe's existence. Still, I didn't want to uh, cause any paradoxes. Paradoxes are a big no-no in time travel. Paradoxes, for those who don't know, are an explicit contradiction created in the natural flow of time. A classic example is the uh, grandfather paradox, which goes like uh, this. Your your grandfather, just he pisses you off here in the present. He, he, he pisses in your shoes, calls you a piece of shit, uh, Hitler and uh, and slaps you in the dick, or you know whatever the female equivalent. I mean that not vagina. I mean that's not as painful. I don't know. You do that particular math. Anyway, <clears throat> he does that. So then you find a time machine and you're fucking pissed at Grampy. So you go back in time and you fucking you shoot him in the face when he's a 
four-year-old. And you're like, piss on my shoes again, future old man. And you fucking you kill him. Because, you, you know, you're pissing in shoes makes you want to murder. So then you jump back. And that's the thing. When you kill your grandpa, how, how are you born? He didn't get with your parents. Or he didn't get, get with your parents? What am I saying? He didn't, you know, do whatever it took to, to make your mother or your father or whatever. So how were you born to go back in time and shoot him? It's a paradox. You can't. It's it contradicts itself. You couldn't have you couldn't have traveled back in time if your grandpa didn't exist. Yeah. So that's that's how that works out. So anyway, I was worried. Uh, you know. So I uh, I quietly moved towards the kitchen. You know, because I, I kind of heard someone talking in there, and then the voice sounded a little familiar, and a, and a chill ran over my spine, and I began to enter, and then I. Uh, ah! What the fuck? Well. Uh, what? Well, that was well-timed. What the fuck is this? Fucking forgot this was going to happen. God damn it. Okay, uh, son of a bitch. Just, just, oh, oh. What the fuck? Oh, just, just, just sit down. Just, just sit down. Relax. Idiot. Fucking forgot this was going to happen. Fucking forgot this was going to happen. God damn it. Okay, uh, son of a bitch. Mother. Fucking fuck. Fuck. Starved, you guy. A quick intermission. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. Uh, so, I'm sorry, listener. Um, it would seem that I have uh, walked in on myself. I I may change one of our voices to not be so weird, or I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work out. We'll, we'll see. I'll have to listen to the final result. I might change mine, so I might have a voice. I don't know. I'll, I might have a voice effect if I do put an effect on the voices. Just, 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 just relax. Just calm yourself. Just... Anyway, you can think of me as uh, Elton, the um, the present version, and he's uh, the why, past. Why are you the present vers- we're version? Both, we're both in the present. Just shut up a second. So, okay, he's 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 going to be number two. <laughs> he's he's time travel me. I I'm I'll call him TT. Oh, you're not calling you're not calling me Titty. Oh shit! I didn't even consider that. Now, You're now, not calling me Titty. Oh no, no, I'm definitely calling you Titty. What the shit? What the shit is happening here? You're, <laughs> you're, you're. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm. Yeah, uh, I, okay, yes, uh, okay. I'm. You're, yes, yes. You're me. No. Uh, y- y- yes. You're. Uh, uh-huh, you're yeah. I'm you. You're, I mean, uh, I'm me. Shit. But uh, I'm you. Uh, we're you. We're we. We're the same. You and. You and I are the same person, same person, different times. There, it, there it is. Ha! There it is. Ha! God, oh, God. damn it! Why did this have to happen today? Wait, no, you're. Why did this have to happen you're, today? You're a, you're a, uh, or uh, you're a, a, a clone. You're a clone, or you're a clone, or something. Clone? You're a Titty? clone or something. Seriously? Why? Why would you think? Why? Why would? Why would I think? How the fuck would you? We, how would we have been cloned? Do you, 
do we know anyone that can clone yeah, people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, the 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 uh, the, 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 the the government can clone. The government, can yeah. Clone. The government came all the way to Pennsylvania to snatch you for clone experiments yeah. with all of its uh, far-reaching and influence powers and everything. They chose uh, you to experiment on. <clears throat> if they wanted some nobody from Pennsylvania, why the fuck you slash me? Why not? Why not? Why not? You're, you're saying Why not? you're saying they did all this without anyone knowing. Why not? And t- until for some reason or another, you escaped or, or were dropped off, uh, just to have you stroll into the kitchen while while I'm we're you're recording your podcast to be yeah. posted yeah. on yeah. the uh Jesus that would be a perfect cover story wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's what I'm saying. Well. Cool your shit, because that's not what happened. It's a long story. The short of it is, is you traveled in time. I mean, you what? You you what? You you just left the bar, right? With the yeah, with the, the, uh, the one the, the, yeah after the, drinking the, with the, the guy. The back, uh, the the door, the back. Uh, right, 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 right. The the, the 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 British guy out the out the back door. Uh, 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 you ran yeah, out the back door. Uh, rain, boom, and instantly you're in the living room, scared. Stupid, wet, obviously. I mean, grab a towel. You're dripping all over the place, idiot. How? How do? You, how do you know? Because I already did it, Titty. I'm future you. Just this is just weird. On the being on the other side of this fucking thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Review guy. Re- review. What? What? What are you the, talking? The guy that reviewed the uh, the thing the the podcast. It's not important. As for how how uh, this oh I didn't figure that out yet. That's a that's the longer this, story. This isn't right. This this isn't right. I can't I can't. We shouldn't. You you can't be. Uh, this is this is fucking bad, man. Yeah, I bad. thought so too. But this you know, not, I haven't really oh, noticed shit. anything this different. I mean, probably up in the future of the timeline flow of time the next jesus or hitler isn't being born there's probably some cities on fire people are basically mouth breathing idiots wearing bricks like hats or something but so far nothing major as as of right now the human race hasn't turned into lizard people they're just as stupid as they were before i did that or you did that we did that time travel shit maybe maybe a little more but i i think that's just my overall pessimism and negative outlook at play i mean fuck i hate people Look, just just have a seat and relax. Obviously, if I'm sitting here not surrounded by an apocalypse, is, uh, things might yeah, have turned out all right, yeah. right? I mean, logical, yeah? That's logical? Yeah? That's, yeah? yeah, that's that's logical. That's logic. That's logic. Yeah. What 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 happens? What 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 happens? What what happens now? After this? What, what happens I, after? Uh, I can't tell you that. Um, knowing what's going to happen? That would be a paradox, right? So let's just err on the side of not making a universe-ending apocalypse happen. Whether it matters or not, it just seems safer, you know? Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, it's, it seems right. seems logical. Yeah. Sure, sure and, does. Uh, sure does, sure does. So some ground rules. I won't tell you what's going to happen to you, and you don't ask. We'll try and avoid crossing the streams, so to speak, regarding uh, fucking up your, our futures. You, you think that you think that will work? You think that'll work? So far, 
obviously. What is it? What the fuck does that? What does that mean? Because I'm here and I'm not dead or annihilated or something, Titty. Please stop calling me Titty. Look, let me finish this thing up and we'll we'll talk about it as best we can. And and oh, and no, you're such a fucking asshole. Wait, what? You're recording? Yeah, I'm doing the time traveler's wife. <laughs> doing the time traveler's wife. The book, <laughs> stupid for the pod gig. Oh no. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Oh, titty with the jokes. Uh, <laughs> right. And this titty thing needs to stop. No. Fucking asshole. Wait. So what What part What part are you on? I was going over all the things wrong with the mechanics of Henry's time traveling. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember there were some screwy things happening there. I mean, shit. Isn't this going to screw up the timeline or something stupid? And me being with you here, this with me slash you here. No, for reasons obvious to me, but which you'll learn about later. This maybe learn about this thing is you don't know. You don't know when this is going. This is being recorded or when it'll be released. Only that you haven't done it yet. Only that it's sometime after you walk out of that bar into the. And yeah, after eating a lot, too, apparently. Wow. Well, you went there, Titty. <laughs> you went there. Fuck you, man. You you of all people know I stress eat. Ah, stop with the Titty thing. Really? I, and yeah, it sucks. You, I, I, we, we don't, you know, stress lose weight. That that would be something. Tell me about it. I'd, I'd be juggling live hand grenades to get six-pack abs. Where, where are all the self-help podcasts about flipping that switch? Turning everyday stress into weight loss. Right. Shedding pounds through panic living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Still, just by hearing what you're saying, I'm going to, you know, that's what's what's going to happen. We'll all end up in an, ever, in an infinity you're, loop. It's you're, gonna... you're, I, I'm far too stupid to remember everything both of us are saying. I, I mean, yeah, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. You know that's true. So don't worry. It'll seem fresh when it happens. Again, believe me. Fuck. Yeah. I'm thinking the universe or whatever is probably going to be pretty fucked up after all of this. How do you figure? This. Isn't this still a paradox? I mean, technically, I know what's going to happen in my future. I mean, you're my future. Kind of, I guess, but not in a major way. I mean, you can't, nothing still, really. it shouldn't matter. I, I know that I'm not going to die. So it's like it's like in the book when uh, when Henry confronts himself about the uh, car accident, uh, he remembers to bring a blanket for his younger self on the side of the road. Remember? Ah, right. I I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did he do the first time around? Like when when you know he there had to be a time when he was just on the side of the road, you know, without a blanket. What about you know? Or I don't know. Like, like how how did all of this work out the first time? There had to be a first time through, you know, without me coming in here. There had to be. I know it's a little confusing from a purely logical standpoint. I mean, now this is happening to us. I'd like to fucking know, you know. I know, you know? right? If only there were an authority on this kind of th- thing. <clears throat> why are you staring at the table? Why are you Why are you staring at the table? Why would I need to? Why? <sighs> I'm not, I'm not staring at the... You are. 
You still are. I'm I'm not uh man. Were what do you know? You know something. What do you know? I don't I don't I don't know shit. And even if I did know something, I can't I can't tell you the whole paradox thing. Bes- I mean besides, I'm basically functionally retarded anyway. So, there's nothing to tell. You know, there's nothing. You uh, fucking know what's going on like with what what the fuck? I do not I do not. I do not. I think you're just scared and and uh, and uh uh uh, paranoid, paranoid. There's, there's nothing. Stare me down all you want. It's not going to make anything suddenly materialize. And, and, and besides, and besides, if I did know anything about what's going to happen to you, I wouldn't be able to tell you anyway. Uh, because it, it could cause a chain reaction that would unravel the very fabric of the space time continuum and destroy the entire universe. Oh, don't go all Doc Brown on me. If this was going to happen, it would have happened when I saw you, idiot. Granted. That's a worst case scenario. You're such a dick. I'm gonna go watch TV. <clears throat> the destruction might in fact be very localized, limited to merely our own galaxy. We're a fucking idiot. Where's the remote? What? Hello? Titty? All right. Yeah. I'll see you later. See you later, me. Much later. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I want some scrambled eggs. Hey, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. If you haven't made it this far, I still thank you. If you liked what you heard... You can let me know on Instagram at Elton Reads A Book A Week and on Facebook at Elton Reads Too Much. That's a Facebook page. And uh, oh, uh, Twitter at Elton Reads A Lot. Tell me all about your uh, time travel cult or whatever you want to talk about. It doesn't have to be that. Now, if you really, really like what you've heard, you know, and you want to contribute to the podcast so I can mention you by name in the episode and you can be one of the characters or... Something like that. I don't know. We'll figure out something. You can message me on there. That's fucking sexy, right? Right? All right. Uh, anyway, if you want to contribute to the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash Elton Reads a Book a Week. Um, there, I like to put some extra stuff, things like that. You know. Actually, uh, if you go on anchor.fm slash Elton, <laughs> I think it's Elton dash reads dash a dash book dash a dash week. Um, it's something long and stupid like that. You can actually, uh, get the link off of Twitter. Um, if you go on there, you can leave me recorded messages. If you're into that kind of stuff and I'll listen to them and I'll talk about them and we can talk. You want to do some talk? We can talk. You can talk, but you can find me on any one of those things. Tell your friends about this podcast. If you like it, that's a big deal too. Uh, rate it on any platform you can it, when you uh, give it a five star rating or whatever rating. Uh, it lets more people know. It, it pops up in their lists as recommendations. So the more people that review it, and the more people, the more people you tell about it, um, it gets the word out there. You know. So uh, thanks again for listening. I re- I sincerely appreciate it. You're amazing. So uh, 
Thank you. And, uh, you know, what you should do this week is you should read a book. You know, don't let them die out. All right? Thank you so much. Thank you.